No lectures, all right? Tell him I'm not in the mood. I agree. I'm gonna go back in there and be with my guests. Exactly ten minutes I'm gonna look up. If you're not here, I'm gonna assume that you went to look for whatever the fuck it is that's calling you out there. And that I will never see you again. If you are still here, then I'm gonna assume that you got no other desire in the world but to be with me. And your actions will show me that every fucking second of every fucking day. Now you understand me? Don't answer me. Take the 10 minutes. You think about it. Hi everyone, welcome to The Sopranos Live with Atticus and Will. We're ga- we're actually going to do an episode today. It's me, I'm Will, and I'm joined as always by Atticus. How's it going, Atticus? I'm good. Looks like you're advocating a type of war over there. Can you go into this? You got a shirt um, on that's, 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 that's advocating violence? Is yeah, that violence? It's, it's violence against people. Um, it says war, and then it's a skeleton down... Th- uh, Thumbs down, and then uh, class war skeleton thumbs up. Oh, nice! Where actually where, is that? Where'd you get that? The share zone. For, oh, uh, nice. got it for me for Christmas. Uh, not Christmas, my birthday. Nice. That rules. That slaps. Anyway, how's it going? Uh, it's going well. Cool. I, I saw you recently at a wedding. Yes, you were a bestman. I was a bestman. We yeah, last week we went to Ben's wedding, um, and for folks who didn't manage to make the wedding make the trek out make uh i did a i did a i did a little this american life episode about about that whole about the whole thing i'm actually very proud of it so you can go find that over on the dr skeleton feed just like search dr skeletons our school i guess um but anyway i watched the right episode this week furiously typing yeah i'll give you i'll give you all a minute (laughs) um now that they're back after yeah. listening i think i watched the right episode finally last week it was a good or last episode was a good reprieve where we checked in was it extremely get... weird that's how i'm gonna figure out if you watch the right if you watch the correct episode was it a weird episode yes it Even was for the sopranos um i mean i watched season two episode six d girl it was yeah. uh i guess that is a more effective way of yeah. figuring out because it was uh, tense, uncomfortable in many places. Um, I thought it was really good. Um, knowing what happens in the next episode, because I watched the wrong goddamn episode. It, like I always had that in the back of my mind the whole time. I feel like that lessens the impact. But uh, good episode. What do you think? Should we get a storyline out there? Well, I want to I give it to your initial impressions first. I want to get hear, hear what you thought. And then I feel like they wrote around the cameo a little bit. Gotcha. Okay. Well, let's get it. Let's get a summary going. Uh, so this is courtesy of Gary. Uh, AJ takes his mother's car out without permission and sideswipes a car causing considerable damage to her car. He's in a rebellious mood, pushing all of his parents buttons, threatening not to go through with his confirmation and saying that God is dead. Pussy is AJ's confirmation sponsor, and Tony asks him to have a talk with the boy. 
Pussy, however, is forced by the FBI to wear a wire to a party at Tony's house to celebrate AJ's confirmation, and he's deeply conflicted by the situation he finds himself in. Christopher, meanwhile, starts hanging around movie people, including John Favreau. He's <laughs> decided he wants movie to... people. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> he's decided he wants to be a player rather than a writer in the movie because when Tony hears about what he's been up to, Christopher has a choice to make. That's the summary. That doesn't really make sense. Okay. Okay. Whatever, Gary. Okay, we literally need to find a different source for <laughs> for summaries. Welcome to the Welcome to Sopranos Live, the worst show about the Sopranos <laughs> on the internet. Um, okay, so you mentioned a, a big uh, cameo, um, and then you said that they kind of wrote around it, and I guess I agree I, because I think it transcends cameo. John Favreau is like the uh, he's in contention for it being his episode. Like if we're gonna be talking about whose episode it is obviously you're gonna want it to go to aj and I, and a big part of me wants to go to aj as well big aj fans. It's go, yeah it's definitely going to aj for me okay um but the thing is could also be going to christopher big christopher episode could be going to um john favreau like in a rare like he does a lot for like a guest role he didn't just like walk on set he like he like went into this he took a lot of took a lot of hits a lot of good good took a lot of good nature did i i don't think i said a sentence there but i i appreciated his turn in this in this episode um and adriana like i think like i think this speaks to the quality of the episode that it really like has some very strong storylines going on here that um just by the mere fact of me not wanting to necessarily automatically anoint AJ is uh Am I hearing a lot of um approval and um acceptance of cheating from Will? <laughs> uh endorsement? <no>. No. <laughs> We're not doing a, a two episode ago re <laughs> redux. That was a one and done. Of just being like mean to each other, or <laughs> yes, of okay. of you being mean to me. We're not doing that oh, anymore. Okay. Yeah, we're done. That's over with. Um, I mean, I I, I think it does still her. have. It still. Has, I mean, it really does. Oh, I was gonna say also, also pussy. He has some. He has some good moments in this too. Like I, I think that uh, the gang's all here. They all show up. They all they'll hear it. They all here to throw the, the to swing the bat. But I think it does have to go to AJ, ultimately. But we're getting yeah. ahead of ourselves. Um, I, I watched this episode uh yesterday on 9-11 and i did salute the twin towers during the opening uh, credits because uh, i don't forget did you see that um clip from the newsroom circulating that's no that sounds awful what was <laughs> was it the, uh, like america's the worst no it was the one that's always going them on the uh on a a plane that's been grounded and everyone like everyone is like talking on their phones and like Ooh, um, the president's about to make an address. Like, um, are, have we been? Has there been a terrorist attack or something? Like, what's going on? And the news people know, but they can't. Like, they're not allowed to tell anyone. They know, um, like it's about nine eleven. Um, it's about Osama bin Laden being killed. <laughs> uh, that's the announcement's gonna be. And um, he doesn't want to tell anyone because he's not supposed to break the news yet. And he's like, everyone, calm down. Everyone, calm down. 
it's not a terrorist attack. And they're like, why does fuck you know? Whatever. And uh, the flight attendant like tells him to sit down. And he refuses to sit down. And um, she gets the captains um, out of the out of the cockpit, and they come over, and he's about to lecture them. And then he's there's a really slow like him comprehending. He like sees the stripes on their shirt. Oh, I've heard about this. Yeah, sees they talk the about stripes. this on Chop or whatever. He says, "I wanted to be the first to tell you." Oh my god, <laughs> Osama, we got Osama bin Laden for you. <laughs> <laughs> there is, um. The, like there's the, the 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 one this other clip going around and and Ben talked about this a long time ago on the podcast but the like the Robert Pattinson movie that's like Never Forget Me or something or uh I I don't I don't have, I have no idea what the movie's about but from what I understand it's not about 911 but the movie ends when like the reveal is that he's like standing in the South Tower <laughs> on September 11th, 2001. You so see like unrelated, the, like it's unrelated. Just, it just like ends the movie with like, and he ended up dying in this big terrorist attack. That's so cool. That slaps. And yeah. we, we've definitely talked about your 9-11 story on this podcast. So. I don't think we can go into it again. Right. What is my 9-11 story? Like when where you were when you heard about it and like uh what you thought it was. Oh. Should I mean I yeah, guess just now briefly I just go say, yeah, sorry. Just to make make sure I got it. Atticus got was thirty three years old. Yeah, and I was just cackling. No. Um I was watching PBS and it never um like children's programming that like, never like it was five preschool. years old. Yeah um no one checked the math on yeah i was five years old and it didn't break into that like they didn't like show the towers or anything but um hello to... kids <laughs> elmo has bad news um <laughs> elmo has good news um, <laughs> elmo's plan is working <laughs> stay where you are um that I so I went into the kitchen and mom was listening to the news and I said and she like was very intent on it or something I guess I don't know what but I asked her what was going on and she said someone attacked one of the towers or like and the the other tower got hit or something the other like the first tower I think got hit and then I came back later and the other tower got hit and the takeaway for me was just like this happens all the time <laughs> like, <laughs> regular event it's happened again today yeah. like, another okay. tower. You know, don't even these towers. I didn't think I even like she. The tower fell, or like the tower was hit. Like it didn't like comprehend what that meant. But I, it happens all the time. That's kind of a funny move on mom's part to just like tell her five year old like, yeah, exactly what happened. Yeah, which like it's rules. Like yeah, like the North Tower of the World Trade Center fell. You're like ah yes. (laughs) Okay, back. I I go back to Twitter. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. Oh, mom, what, what is this moment about? Oh. <laughs> oh, we stand a South Tower king. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, AJ this, drove his mom's plane into the South Tower of and this a side, truck. Side swiped a uh, a tower. Yeah. AJ and Meadow are good at getting out of trouble with their parents. All they like, they just kind of like bug them until they leave them. Alone. Yeah, they just all they have to be is like, they're not well, defensive. I, they're just fucking aggro, and it goes away. Yeah, um, we got to talk about AJ reading 
the stranger once and then going to full free fall. <laughs> yeah. The stranger is good. It is good. He also I remember it being like a diff not a difficult, but like not any like a uh well, fine. I'll admit to being dumb. It was a difficult read. Like it doesn't not necessarily give... like the prose is difficult, but like I feel like the concepts do- and the things yeah, no, no, in high a- school I read a senior year and it wasn't like ah God is dead. Ah no, yeah, yes. It's so they're doing a bit of movie shit with this. Um this is like the only time I can maybe do a little bit where my degree kind of comes in useful. Like I don't you don't get a comprehensive I mean okay. From anything. No, you don't yeah, but like you don't read the stranger and then you're like, Oh, I understand existentialism or like i can like tell you what existentialism is right it's like a like seminal text in existentialism and then like you can go back and like get the themes out of it and like with further work you build on it but like he just i, mean, I guess it. we could stretch that like when i read the stranger we spent like a day having existentialism yeah, you, like, explained like yeah sure so maybe that's what sure that's true and then but it's like then he's also like quoting Nietzsche as well. Like I've ne- I never read Nietzsche. Not like super interested in it either. But um it's funny that uh Shade AJ, from Will. Like, a kid, well I mean I let's there's some things going on in this episode. Like it's I think it is um a presentation of an existentialist approach to life, like and nihilism, essentially, like which is uh, one one side of existentialism, where like nothing matters, and there can and when you hear nihilism now, everyone thinks it's very negative, and that's like only like the that's the big Lebowski nihilists, the stranger and Albert Camus, as I understand it in general, is more on the absurdist side, and wrap and rolling him into the nihilist side is maybe a bit of an error um thank you sorry (laughs) (laughs) no uh yeah he was um Camus was presented to me as an absurdist yeah yep i mean yeah because existential is is addressing the absurd and then within existential there's the absurd is whatever fuck no one cares everyone wishes i was talking about something else um but anyway it gets them out of getting um oh this is what going back to so it's the presentation of these existentialist concepts a little bit but also like a little bit of refutation where like you get to the point where like christopher's saying like he's he's just sort of like he's been presented with these elementary concepts and he's repeating them he says like oh god is dead i so i can't like do homework or like do whatever the things that you want me to do are and um tony says even if God is dead, you're still going to kiss his ass. It's <laughs> great. <laughs> Which I, is a great line. And like, honestly, let's, it's, it, it's, it's basically like the galaxy brain meme. Is of it what's does going like on. seem like a pretty authentic, like eighth graders understanding of like, um, nothing matters. Right. Like, Where the things that I don't want to do, I don't have to do them. Yeah. Or like, um, I feel like it's a very natural impulse. Like, after you read like the demon doubt like um like descartes like that um 
there's no reason to believe that um, Marlo is sitting on my chest right now. Um, so I and yet you experience warmth and love, regardless, even if it is all a grand illusion or something, even if yeah. it is a simulation, or that you're being fooled by some grand. Uh, what's the term? What do they call it? Like, oh my god, Marlo Atticus's Marlo cat just fully knocked over Atticus's microphone. That's what it's like to record with him in the room all the time. Good boy. You have to record it around. But like, basically, yeah. Like, I don't like. It comes down to I don't have to do my homework. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't have to make my bed. But then, like, uh, never. Even if God is dead, you are still going to come home, and the bed will still not not be made. And like, um, <laughs> norms for some reason are much realer than God. <laughs> yeah, and you have to deal with that. So anyway, applaud um, AJ for dealing with these 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 issues at this he age. Tried. It's an important time for him. Yes, he does conclude that confirmation sucks my nut. <laughs> does he say that? He's, he does yeah. say. <laughs> I love that he like he's smoking pot at his confirmation. Like that's fucking awesome. That's so badass. I feel like, like everyone. Not everyone, because that's just me. I'm I'm AJ, but I'm not as AJ as AJ. <laughs> and I wish I was. Just like fucking stupid. Uh, like hate everything. Not good at anything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Poor AJ. <laughs> he's so good. Though. He is. He's yes. such. He's like how we. I, I don't know. Like he's a good way to like experience. Like I don't know, he's a good lens for the show. He's like Ohio representation. <laughs> yeah. He's a hot couch on of the show. Right. Um yeah, and still not returning like he seems to be we seem to have had one episode dealing with him maybe having like um learning disabilities that would severely impact his like future. <laughs> and then nope. we decided to not address those ever. <laughs> what is a fidget? What's a fidget? What constitutes a fidget? Um, Fidgets suck my nut. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, conquered fidget. <laughs> he did, I guess so. You, you smoke weed to get over your fidgeting. True. Um, That's how I do it. So let's talk about the John Favreau guest role. Doesn't sound like you're the biggest fan. I guess I don't. I mean, I unfortunately had watched Iron Man three, <laughs> and and like just had in my head what an absolute sellout, like boring material, like just does not make art um, anymore. And I've never seen Swingers, so um, he's yeah. I for some reason. Even though he is like responsible for all of the Marvel shit because he like I don't know, I guess sold out, but like did a good job with Iron Man one, like and proved that this was gonna be like a formula for like a, a blueprint for ruining culture. But um I have a hard time getting too mad at him. Like now he's kind of just like an old man just like collecting his check, doing like relatively inoffensive stuff. Like if it wasn't 
I do believe like if it wasn't him, it'd be somebody else. Like I do wish we didn't have this end of culture shit with the Disney thing. Uh, like I'm not going to watch any of his like live action or his like CGI remakes of Lion King or whatever, but oh shit, I forgot that was him too. <laughs> yeah. That's embarrassing. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I thought I let he, he was like really going for it in his episode and I liked swingers. <laughs> and what was his line about like something about, I think, uh, Christopher was like making fun of it for some reason. He's like, it's just about guys in Vegas trying to get a blowjob. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it was cool to see him like just kind of like it felt like a realistic like defense mechanism. I mean, not def- like I don't know, like watching someone get defensive, like it's yeah, it's not like it's not nothing deep, you know? Yeah, because like, Christopher's like, like you know, he's a really good actor, Tom Hanks and Saving Private Ryan. And he's like, well, you know, one's about yeah <laughs> war, and the other one's about. You know, trying to get blowjobs in Vegas. And Chris was like, you made the movie. (laughs) (laughs) That was really good. Yeah. Good interaction. And he he was a good actor. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was falling down. Uh, I would say John Favreau is a good actor. When they were that, when it got more and more awkward, like when uh, John Favreau, like, realized, like, hanging out with Christopher is not, not enjoyable. Like, when he was like. Yeah. I mean, he wanted to ask him if he killed anyone, right? Yeah. Uh, and he was, I mean, I feel like that's kind of a shitty question. I don't know. But, um, and Christopher just super fucking weird about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Christopher living, living, so this is the story of, this This is the Ballad of Tennessee Mal- Maltasanti right here. I'll tell you right now. Living real this shit hour. real shit hour. Let's, let's have a come to Jesus moment here about Christopher. He's living a charmed life. Like he is doing very good and like never realizes it. Um Marlos. <laughs> Sorry, I'm listening to him just chew on a, a rapper that is just not enjoyable. Oh, Stop is it. that uh is that Eminem? Yep. Or perhaps a uh, Snoop Dogg. Yeah. One more. One more. You you want me to name one more rapper? One more. Is that E40 that Marlo was chewing on. Yep. yep. Okay. Um, okay. So yeah, I think this episode is, is particularly trying to drive home how much of like a dumbass Christopher is and how like like perfectly charmed life he is. Like how supportive Adriana is. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> and also like they take great pains to just like show off Adriana's smoking hot bod. <laughs> like it, she's just like hang, hang out in her row whatever and she's just like i just like su- support all of like your intellectual pursuits <laughs> you know just like i'm like the you you, you could not <laughs> design i a, just want to be nice to you right like <laughs> yeah. there's literally nothing wrong with me and, and he's just like grumping around um just like fucking things up for him he's like Hap- just walks onto a set. Well, no, he doesn't happen to walk onto it. Adriana like puts in the work or whatever. And, yeah. Like, connects, it connects this, makes this happen or whatever. He goes onto the set and Screams then like, the obscenity. Hap- at the- yeah. Uh, happens to like get like, oh yeah, let's 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 listen to you. Like these, uh, this ra- this rando. Let's like get your line in the movie and then having John Favreau beg you for your script later. Be like, no, I don't know. <laughs> Just like being a, f- a full a full idiot is is the is the ballad of Tennessee Moltisanti. He also had an interesting 
Um, he for what year is this? Like 2000, 1999, something like that. Um, I think we're 2000 now. Told a story about someone about a transgender woman. That. that yes, it was horrifying. It yeah. yeah that was bad. Really horrifying. And I that's like something that really stuck with me. That's like. That's what made me tell you it was a doozy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You you it was like it's a, it's a doozy. There is some extreme nothing shown, but just like a because it tells a story. Some extreme violence happening, um, and like just stomach turning, horrifying shit. That like in it, I don't know. Like what's 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 her name? Like his cousin's girlfriend. Who's the super smoky for Christopher or whatever, but like she, he's like telling the story and her whole thing is that I don't know she knows about movies or whatever and she like references like oh this is like that this one movie and John Favreau was like oh this is I think this is real life like this is a story that Christopher's actually telling um, that later John Favreau turns into a script to Christopher's chagrin but made me wonder like did the writers go too far to just like make the point about some random like oh christopher's from the from the streets uh so he's telling this like like real shit story that you wouldn't like dream up you 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 wouldn't just like imagine what gangsters do or whatever um but they just go like extremely way overboard but then i was thinking again like but no that shit is real life like that has probably happened like violence that trans people face is super real and has been super real for a long time that like maybe that's kind of like the reaction that we are supposed to get out of it like i don't know i'm torn like the point of it was that it was like extreme but it was so extreme that it felt unnecessary but then again since i know that that kind of that thing actually happens and happened makes me I mean, think yeah again. i mean it, it sounded realistic yeah that was, was rough um i just have oh fucking yikes about christopher's story and then it uh john favreau is willing to play a character who like oh yeah that's fucking awesome all you that's true that. yeah that that is a good like <laughs> counterpoint to that like do they <sighs> yeah i mean i mean i guess they are supposed to be shitty characters that like just turn his stories into screenplay it's um, so weird that john favreau is willing to be a shitty person as himself <laughs> well i mean that's kind of his like character in like swingers or whatever like he's not a good well does he play john favreau and swingers basically well, no, he doesn't play his name. I don't think. But he plays his name in this. So. Yeah, that's true. Um, but you know, like Larry David plays Larry David in Curber Enthusiasm and is doing sociopath shit to everybody he comes across. That's true. But I mean, like, but not funny sociopath shit. Yeah, he's doing funny sociopath shit. Not like this. And so it kind of it, it's kind of like okay. If if it is like the, if the point is that it's so extreme that it's that it's real and that it makes you like really take a step back, then you probably shouldn't 
then turn it into a screenplay within that same episode. So I'm going to have to give that was an overstep. Anyway, AJ, a C, three Ds, and an F. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what you're giving the episode? (laughs) No. Um, what are you, what are you thinking um uh quote wise for the episode? There's a couple ones. There was uh, I actually have three time codes written down here. I'm going to have to choose I what your 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 um I I think uh, God you still got to kiss his ass. That one is a really good one. Uh there's in, initially the whole AJ exchange when like Death just shows the absurdity of life. And Tony's like, are you just trying to make me lose my shit right now? <laughs> like, <laughs> It is really funny. Like, it's so realistic. Like, um, when, like, dumb guys are, like, faced with any, like, reflection, you know? <laughs> like, at all. I will say, like, for whatever faults the Sopranos have, like, they can really write Tony's dialogue. Yeah. And Carmelo. Yes, that's true. The core competency is making Tony this legendary character. Like it's truly God's perfect match of (laughs) of James Gandolfini to this character, as well written as it is. Yeah. Um I you know what I kind of like the show. (laughs) You 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 uh, get on my ass every time I say like this show is good, but I feel like it's okay to like mention that <laughs> oh i'm i'm into this show yeah um so then there yeah even if god is dead you're still gonna kiss his ass uh carmilla's finally snapping it <laughs> aj saying be a good catholic for 15 fucking minutes is that so much to ask and then but the thing is like, that is like the catholic joke is like you don't have to be a good catholic all the time you just gotta fuck twice a year like, yeah, yeah. And AJ Quite, can't do it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, He's not a trad cat. No, damn, damn. Thinking about AJ as a trad cat, bimbo, <laughs> freaking me out. Trad cat. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the 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 thing that I I think I liked the most was I mean I don't know. This is kind of this is kind of hitting the dumb guy within me. Uh, buried deep within me there's a very dumb man <laughs> constantly <laughs> uh screaming to get out but the speech that tony gives to christopher at the end about like um in it's 10 like minutes I'm, I'm yeah in 10 minutes i'm gonna look up and see if you're here and if you're not i will assume you have like well you'll you'll go to whatever's calling you and um if i do see you here then I was saying you're gonna have nowhere in the world you want to be than with me. That was and, pretty badass. Yeah, and then he like tries to respond initially. He's like, "Nope, I'm gonna give you these these ten minutes, and that's your decision making time." Like, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, that I was really- the, yeah. The whole outro to this episode too was like, um, that's right. So it's like operatic, and there's fades back and forth, and like I think it could have got. I I think it um. Could have been seen as cheesy, but I thought it was very effective, actually. Especially because within this own episode, it built up, uh, like, it played some scenes uncomfortably without music and held them too long, um, like, with Christopher in the hotel room with 
his cousin's girlfriend that first time that he cheats on Adriana um, going through like the hierarchy of needs thing. Like that was just like mm-hmm. a really long, uncomfortable scene that kind of like broke the mold we, on how uh, we understood what was happening far before when they cut. Exactly. Exactly. And, and but then it just like, yeah, they, they started it too early, but but just like let it play out, which I thought was yeah. very effective. Um, but like the point of the scene is that he cheats on Adriana, right? So you could mm-hmm. like just show that. But no, they chose like to do this really long build up where like she is weird, like she's helping him with the script through multiple lines back and forth. Mm-hmm. Like they're actually like workshopping the script. And he is like actually learning in real time here about stuff. Why are we seeing this? I thought it was actually an effective scene. Some people might think that it's like it's it's extra, but I think that it builds up for the payoff at the end to have all these like very melodramatic fades back and forth with operatic music because there was like no like music or anything during like the um was there like, music the sex during, scene. Was there music during like another really affecting scene? I thought was uh, Pussy in the bathroom with the mirror. Oh yeah, that was, that was hard. Yeah, um, I don't think there's music. No, that was that was hard to like. I I feel like uh, I have very luckily not had any domestic abuse that I've wit- witnessed or like ex- anything firsthand, anything like that. But it's it's one of the hardest things for me to like watch in film. Yeah, anything in that area, and that was a. Uh, very it felt like a very realistic like just how i mean i don't know about realistic but just how angry they both are and like not necessarily at each other but how it like turns into that so so easily Mm -hmm. um the scene with pussy that i thought they did a good job with this episode is like when he's standing there in the room talking to He's like talking to AJ about like he got caught smoking and he's trying to do his best to like get him back on the the right path or whatever by like talking how about how good Tony is or something. And like you kind of cut back and forth to the van with the FBI agent listening mm-hmm. in and you're kind of wondering where this is going. Like um, Zoe was like, oh, no. AJ's gonna say, but he's a mobster and he's like he's doing these crimes and like AJ's gonna implicate him or something. Oh, but there cool. isn't yeah, but there isn't a payoff, which like you expect there to be some sort of like clue dropped that like great Game of Thrones style. Um Game of Thrones style they're gonna go like pick up later on. Um But like I uh, kinda don't think that they I think it was just played for it's played for what it's shown there. That like pussy is very conflicted. I also yeah. thought it was um really like I like imagining um the FBI guy in the van, his like the contact is what every single Sopranos viewer looked like when this air the show was airing. <laughs> That's all of us. We stand FBI King. Oh man. Stray observations. I think we've hit that part of the episode. Um Chris wants the shoes. He he loves he loves the shoes in the elevator. Give him the feet. He's a foot boy. It's like the um 
I don't remember what it was recently, but it was another a shoe fiend on Twitter who tweeted a picture of um, some like he was on MS some like CNN panel and he tweeted a picture of the host's feet and said shoe <laughs> game is A plus. What? Like, someone found it from like 2017 or something. I was like, yeah, dude. <laughs> <Can't you laughs> like that. Like, do you remember like a couple months ago when? Someone tweeted a picture of AOC wearing a coat. <laughs> I was like, "Oh yeah, just her feet was the <laughs> people." A lot of freaks online, secret <laughs> freaks who don't realize they're freaks, <laughs> or realize how obviously freaky. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Upon any like, <laughs> yeah, like you, you've always kind of been in the back of the room, like doing your freak thing, and then like suddenly the music stops and we look at you, and you've been like. Oh, this, I've been doing this for like 20 years. Then you like do a, your freak thing and was like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Got to shout out Livia for completely black pilling AJ, though. <laughs> 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 giving him the full death drive. She like basically she hands him so a gun funny. is like, go see the Joker in theaters October 4th. <laughs> I can't imagine like, um, I love that that's actually what it comes out. <laughs> You just had that date. I think it is. It is, yeah. Um, but uh, folks, it's go see it. Endorsed by. Uh, take what you view from that and use it in your real life. Um, like how miserable. Like I don't understand why Meadow and AJ like have any sort of like interest in being with her. Like, like I like my grandparents. But it's not because they're my grandparents. Like my grandparents are kind, good people that I like interacting. Atticus showing with. up to the family reunion, be like, "Listen, nobody's getting any free passes. Like you got to demonstrate value independently. You gotta not like tell me to. Kill I could be hanging out with any octogenarian right now. You got to prove to me that you're the one I'm spending my time with. Go and you have thirty not seconds. Tell me to kill myself. Right. That's what you gotta show up and uh-huh. do. You gotta do that every day of the year. You mess up once, you tell me to kill myself. We don't hang out as much. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just like the idea of uh, Livia being the villain from Far Cry 3. <laughs> like, ever tell you the definition of insanity? <laughs> What's his name? Like, that Boss or something? Boss, yeah. Why is this a pull? I'm... I'm... <laughs> Remember when the game came out? Everyone was like, "This is the greatest." Yeah, his name is Voss Montenegro. This is not that good. <laughs> yeah, everyone was like freaking out by. Dude, games aren't good. No, I they're realize- bad writing. He's just a dude yeah. with a, mo- a mohawk. He said like, cle- like things that like the Joker said. And this already. was like five years after that. <laughs> right. And but oh no, wow, I'm here on villains.fandom.com. And then we have uh, <laughs> like a quick stat sheet here. The Vas Montenegro. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Occupation, pirate leader and henchman of the Hoyt of, of Hoyt Volker. Goals, eliminate every rakyat in his way, including his sister, blah, 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 blah. Crimes. And then it's like seems to be ranked in order of how many characters it takes to type it for some reason uh starting with rape and ending with attempted murder god so you love to see it 
Now, I hate to do some back uh, behind the scenes conversation on on the air, but are you are you interested in doing my new segment idea? Or do you want? To- yes, let's segue into your new segment. I would love I would love to do this. I have unfortunately not prepared what you requ- requested of me. Um, I do not have it very well prepared. I've not read this article, so this will be a live a live test. We'll, Great. We'll find out whether that's worth doing, or we need to do. Because I had forgotten until um, uh, tonight. So my segment idea from last episode, we're talking about tech journalism. And I thought it was very fun. Um, Rave reviews. Sobranos Live minus Sobranos. Loving it. Um, So I want to, and I think it'll be better if we do some research over, like we can find the worst article. You're kidding me. This would be better if we did any research. Give me a lot of lot of uh, flack for calling you out for this episode, getting the same exact energy from you. Um, but I propose your energy sucks my nut. I propose a um, gadget article that we read and um, discuss. So what I've got pulled up um, is. Uh, would you rather read? I'll give you three options. Does that sound okay? I will tell you right now. I'd rather kill myself. Okay. So we've got hell yes. Slack just dropped a dark mode for desktop. We've got <laughs> fuck. How to save as much money as possible, upgrading to the iPhone 11. And we've got this is the iPhone 11 you should buy if you must pre-order. I mean, I feel like the most m- like the the first two are self-explanatory death drive like you know crank the wheel now <laughs> bye, Shit. bye bye yeah uh, like right that's like i'm like livia she's in full-on tyler durden on the freeway right now <laughs> mode um and that's how I feel listening to those first two. And the third one is sort of like, there's got to be a step-by-step descent into the inferno here. So let's go number three. I'm just going to read the last paragraph because that tends to be where um, most of the journals... Where anything <laughs> happens? Yeah. Um, Webster's Dictionary defines the iPhone as... Well, now that you say that, I'll read the um, category before that because we have got why iPhone. Did Apple's latest reveal leave you wanting more? Does the iPhone feel like it's no longer the innovation leader? Here are some excellent alternatives if you're thinking of jumping ship and switching platforms. And um, What if I is... have the barrel in my mouth as we speak, <laughs> as I'm reading this? Well, well, I'd suggest just don't upgrade. How long has it been since your last iPhone upgrade? Do you really find yourself frustrated with your current iPhone's capabilities? The past few iPhone upgrades haven't exactly been giant leaps and the performance improvements made to the latest and greatest iPhones aren't really obvious unless you're playing graphically intense games. Do your friends care if your photo you shared to Instagram was taken with a 10 or 12 megapixel camera? Do you ever actually use the iPhone 10's portrait mode features? You just spent an entire summer with your current iPhone capturing memorable moments, sharing them with friends and staying connected to each other. Unless your iPhone is physically broken, it's going to keep on working just fine and your friends will still keep in touch if you're using last year's model. 
If you still need the annual ego boost, just remind your early adopting friends that making iPhones and even recycling iPhones takes quite a toll on the environment and the Earth's natural resources, despite Apple's claims to the contrary. By skipping the iPhone 11 lineup, you're doing your part to battle climate change. It's got a lot of the markings of what every article ever written about tech has. I'm doing my um, best to find um, a bunch of gun sound effects. <laughs> but like they can't help but um, just put themselves into the article so obviously. The problem is so like badly of doing you just spent an entire summer. Like you did this. This is your experience. What iPhone to buy when your wife isn't talking to you anymore? <laughs> Do you um, really need to be able to access your wife's uh, credit card anymore? <laughs> how to keep tabs on your wife's, <laughs> wife's karate lessons. Um, so the problem with reading articles like this is like reading shit that like bothers me is that I don't get inflamed by things much. I mean, I, listeners of the show will probably take umbrage with that. <laughs> but like, <laughs> yeah. Pretty calm, right? Well, no, the thing is that, like, I just get, like, I, I, I withdraw, and it it feels like I'm, like, sluggishly moving. Like, it's, uh, it just feels bad in a non-entertaining way. <laughs> like, um, the, 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 de- the democratic debate is happening right now, and, um, instead of watching it, we're, we're podcasting, which is much better, but, um, when, like, the first one went on or something, I, like, put it on just, like, oh, let me just, like, watch this, and I'll probably just, like, have a good time getting, like, riled up at all the bullshit. Uh, but I'm watching it, and it just... just feels bad. It just it just feels bad, yeah. Like, I'm not even screaming. I'm just, like, sitting on the couch watching it <laughs> and just quietly, like, lifting the remote, turning it off. <laughs> I, uh... I do get inflamed by most everything. So yeah, that's I'm, how I'm able to I can't do a, I can't do a hate watch or a hate read or something, which is bad for content. I understand. That's how I'm able to keep up with Dave Rubin. Dude, I don't know. I could, how do you fucking Dude, do you gotta, that? I watched his entire video. He was off the grid for a month and I got to watch Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck bring him up on the latest news. And cool. refer to Jeffrey Epstein as I think uh close friend. No, I think you referred to him for an entire segment as like Edward Epstein or something. Did you see um, the greatest of all time, Mr. Goat, Trump um, referred to uh, Baron as like my wife has a son. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the most remarkable thing about him is just his weird use of language. Like, um, honestly, should be studied. Should yeah, there will from be from a non-annoying perspective. Just to like truly take apart how it? he's he's wielding words. <laughs> Why is he trying to say it like that? Right, is there a reason or did he just mess up? Right, like, in a purely significant form way. Don't do your like his like he's like silver tongue charmer of the masses. Like no, don't no 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 just. Why did he say it like that? <laughs> I don't remember what he was talking about recently, but like he said something about many people are watching or something. <laughs> it was just the most Trump thing to say. Like many people are reading, many people are saying. Like, um, oh, John Bolton, 
Bye bye. Very nasty. Bye bye. <laughs> Many people were saying that. Hate to see it. Welcome to the resistance, John Bolton. Ugh. We stand an Iraq War king. I'll he really it. is a champion of the Iraq War, and I I can't fault him for that. Listen, we needed to do it. I think. I think the the evidence speaks for itself in many ways. So much so that I won't speak anymore. Many people are saying it. Folks, that's the episode. Thank you for joining us. Oh, I looked up what D girl is. I like what she got so offended when Christopher called her a D girl in it that I was like, like someone very. I looked it up too. Like yeah, very low. where I was like, oh my god, he said like the worst Jewish slur that has ever been. <laughs> like he said like the N word to her essentially, and then no, no it's not important. yeah, development girl, non influential entry level staff member in a film production company. Damn, dude. Responsibilities include, like, you know and then her her entire character description. Finding and identifying story ideas worthy of adaptation to a script and writing script coverage for scripts submitted to the press. She's company. the damn vice president. She's an MF you know D girl, though. That's what she did. Give it up for Christopher for like being able to pull that in. Yeah, holy shit. Was that like a popular thing to say to somebody no, in they the are year 2000? <laughs> They're movie people. <laughs> well, he couldn't, he didn't know when to put his inciting incident. No, um, the writers are. are oh, gotcha. Capable of understanding what it'd be to not be that. Yeah. Fuck these guys. <laughs> Fucking hate these writers. I'm only going to watch seven more seasons of their shit. <laughs> All right, gang. Bye. Peace out. <laughs>